Installhub.com, streamlining your installations. Another week, another podcast. It's Friday the 17th of March. Now let's see what's been happening in the green tech, solar, sustainability and EV industry. So as I mentioned on the podcast last week, we have actually opened up the podcast to cover green tech, solar and sustainability as a whole. It's a fantastic industry. Obviously, it does go hand in hand with the EV movement and it just made sense. But of course, I am still bringing you the latest EV news. So let's start with this. Google-owned mapping app Waze is adding a new feature that seeks to help EV owners find a compatible charger en route. Users, once they have entered their vehicle mode and plug type into the app, will be able to find the nearest EV charging stations. To avoid outdated and unreliable information about charges, Waze have said it is leveraging assistance from its community map editors. They will ensure that details about these stations are accurate and up-to-date. By adding up-to-date EV charging information to the Waze map, it's easier to charge your car and get help finding where or when you'll come across the next station. Waze said that this new feature will be rolling out to users worldwide in the next few weeks. In other news, Volkswagen plans to invest 180 billion euros over five years in areas including battery production and raw material sourcing in a bid to cut electric vehicle costs and protect its market share. Over two-thirds of the company's five-year investment budget announced on Tuesday this week is allocated to the electrification and digitalization, including up to $15 billion for batteries and raw materials. Volkswagen Europe's top carmaker is striving to close a gap with EV pioneer Tesla by extending its slice of the growing market for battery-powered cars. But as ever, Tesla is doing its own thing. They're opening up a Powerwall home nearly two years after limiting them because its supply was too low, apparently. Now, Tesla has announced its backup battery tech long ago in 2015, explicitly intended for the product to work in tandem with solar panels. Yet up until 2021, the automaker also allowed people to buy the big battery separately. Evidently, Elon Musk clarified that supply issues were to blame for the restrictions and the executive teased in 2022 that ordering a Powerwall by itself should be possible by the end of the year. Now, some months apparently behind schedule, this is now happening. Tesla said this week that it's now selling Powerwalls separately in select US markets. The company hasn't put out an official list of these markets as far as we can tell, but the Tesla website does offer a way for prospective shoppers to check if they live in an approved spot. Australian drivers are facing heavy new fines for parking in electric vehicle charging spots. The fines, some of them added to road rules late last year, ranged from $3,200 in the Australian capital to $369 in Victoria. Experts are saying the heavy penalties are important to encourage electric vehicle adoption and to prevent ICE drivers from parking in the spots. Now let's talk about solar, particularly float over Latics. 
Now, float overlatics is how floating solar panels in reservoirs could revolutionize global power. Floating solar panels on reservoirs could produce three times as much electricity as the entire EU, a new study has shown. Now, solar panels are one of the cheapest and most efficient ways of generating electricity, but they also take up a lot of space. Innovative schemes have seen them attached to car parks bins, farms, but now researchers are urging governments to invest in floating solar. According to a study published in the journal Nature, covering just 30% of the surface of the world's 115,000 reservoirs with solar could generate 9,434 terawatt hours of power annually. That's more than triple the energy production of the EU. Keeping up with solar news, the world's first flexible export limits are coming to rooftop solar. And here's how they're going to work. Now, there is an energy generation crisis over in South Australia, and it's not that they don't have the sunshine to create the energy. It is, in fact, that so much electricity is being exported by solar panels to the local grid, it can sometimes overwhelm the network's capacity. This congestion would usually result in lower than usual caps on the amount of electricity households can export. But around 18 months ago, the statewide electricity distributor SA Power Networks trialled an alternative. In a few suburbs, including Hallett Cove, it allowed participating households to export up to six times the rate of other houses, but with one important condition. If the local network became congested, they had permission to scale back a household rate of export. Basically, participating households gave the network limited control over their own generation assets in exchange for being able to export more on average. This technology is called flexible export limits. And if you haven't heard of it yet, you probably will soon. In other sustainability news, the UK and Canada have agreed a landmark agreement to cooperate on critical materials such as cobalt and lithium that are essential to the economy. The partnership was launched on Monday the 6th of March by Business and Trade Minister Nusrat Gahan MP and Canadian Minister of Natural Resources Jonathan Wilkinson. The idea is to help make UK manufacturers of cutting-edge technologies more resilient to global shocks by promoting research and development between UK and Canadian businesses, driving innovation and growth. Minister for Business and Trade Nusrat Gahan said, Every single one of us depend on critical minerals to make the technology we use in our everyday lives. With a dash for minerals to meet national businesses' needs, it is essential we work to build more resilient supply chains for critical minerals. Through this dialogue, we will work with one of our closest global allies in Canada to build and strengthen our supply chains and boost innovation, securing jobs and growing the UK economy in the process. Green maritime tech of the future is to become a reality thanks to a £60 million boost. For the first time, the UK government is funding the development of new clean maritime technology across a two-year period. Companies in 12 regions around the UK will benefit from the cash, generating highly skilled jobs across the nation and positioning the UK as a world leader in green solutions. The Transport Secretary, Mark Harper, visited Artemis Technologies in Belfast on Tuesday to see some of the tech in action. 
Using technologies adapted from the worlds of high-performance yacht racing, motorsport and aerospace, the company is developing vessels that effectively fly above the water's surface. The vessels produce zero emissions when foiling and offer energy saving of up to 90%, resulting in significantly lower operations and maintenance costs. Now, we love this because becoming more sustainable, you have to think outside of the box sometimes. And this is what's happened here. So public swimming pools are facing closure because of soaring energy bills. But they have been offered a lifeline via a new technology to heat the water. Mark Byensgaard, who is the chief executive of the tech startup Deep Green, has trialled the idea in Exmouth, Devon. Now, he has put a small computer data processing centre underneath the pool and the energy from it is heating the water. The idea has taken off and up to 20 public pools could be upgraded to the heat system this year. Mark said, most normal data centers just waste the heat that the computers generate. We capture ours and we give it for free to the swimming pool to heat the pool. The technology works for the data center and the pool because the heat from the computers warms the water and the transfer of heat into the pool cools the computers. So it seems to be a win-win. Sticking with the theme of innovative ideas, last month a small warehouse in the English city of Nottingham received the crucial final components for a project that leverages the power of used EV batteries to create a new kind of circular economy. Steve Cones, who is Nottingham City Council's technical lead, said we are trying to create a virtual power station. The solar power and battery storage will help us operate independently and outside of peak times, making our system more resilient and reducing stress on the national grid. We could even make a profit. Now, after around a decade, an EV battery no longer provides sufficient performance for car journeys. However, they still can retain up to 80% of their original capacity. And with this great remaining power comes, of course, great reusability. Matthew Lutzman, who is chairman of Connected Energy, said as the batteries degrade, they lose their usefulness for vehicles. But batteries can be used for so many other things and to not do so results in waste and more mining of natural resources. The e-store hubs come in the form of 20-foot modular containers, each one packed with 24 repurposed EV batteries from Renault cars. Each hub can provide up to 300 kilowatts of power, enough to provide energy to dozens of homes. The production of EVs, which use lithium-ion batteries, is accelerating. Tesla, for example, is aiming to sell 20 million EVs by year-end of 2030. That's more than 13 times the current level. In turn, 12 million tons of EV batteries could become available for reuse by 2030, according to one estimate. As ever, here at Install Hub, we thank you for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe and tell your friends and I'll be back with you next Friday. From everybody here, have a fantastic weekend. 